Discovery's four computers now have primary control of critical vehicle functions. Three, two, one, zero, 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 zero. Hello, world, and welcome to the gadget cast right after the apple event got so much to talk about iphone 13 apple watch series 7 all today with my buddy my co-host you know him travis m c p space travel i keep waiting for i justine but she's not there oh oh that was my bad dag nabbit greg drop ruined this see i had it all set up and killing it killing it yeah i'm sure uh a lot of people were waiting for the uh, gadget cast after um the event but you know videos we had to get videos out and stuff so uh here it is uh the week of getting your iphones and ipads and apple watches uh depending on when you hear this podcast you're either a couple of days away or maybe you just got it or you know something like that we're super excited to talk about all the things apple did and maybe did not tell you uh, and maybe told you in a weird way, which I just saw before the show. Uh, I tweeted about this. Mm. Um, I don't want to get too deep into it, but I want to mention, uh, we'll talk about it maybe when we talk about the iPhones, this kind of weird thing that um, they put on their iPhone 13 Pro and Pro Max page. Well, I, I'll just, I'll just, I'm going to pull it up on the side here on my screen so I don't forget when we talk about it later. But yeah, what, what, what should we talk about first? I mean, we obviously, I think the iPhone stuff is going to be the longest stuff. So let's start with some of the shorter stuff, if you're yeah. cool with that. And I right? do want to say that we're going to try something different here. It'll probably be it'll probably be better on the YouTube channel. So if you're an audio listener, you might want to check when we talk about the iPhone stuff towards the end of the show, uh, because I have a tier list in front of me. And normally on a tier list, you're grading like the phones and stuff. We're going to try and grade because Travis and I got this question like all week. We're going to try and grade if you should upgrade your existing iPhone, if you're wondering, if you're one of the thousands of people in our comment sections going, should I upgrade from this? Should I upgrade from that? We are going to make a definitive list. It'll be our definitive list of should you upgrade this phone? So we'll do that yeah. when we talk about the iPhones uh, specifically. I'm okay. I'm excited so, about that. Yeah. I'm really excited about that. So um, let's start with the iPads. Because we'll do it in mm. Apple event order, right? They actually started with the iPads, they went to Apple Watch, and then they they ended with the Showstopper, the iPhone. So we'll do that first. Uh, Travis, we got two new iPads out. One's a little less exciting than the other one, but I still think mm -hmm. a pretty cool product. Uh, the yeah. regular 10.2-inch iPad, me and you have recommended this product for so dang long. And I think, actually, when we look at this product, that Apple, affix, uh, Apple fixed one of our biggest issues with it that makes me want to go out and recommend it very, very highly again. Uh, for those of you that don't know, this is their standard iPad, still has an old design, still has like the Touch ID power button, has a little bit of bezel to it, but it's a 10.2 inch display. Um, it now comes with the A13 chip, which is pretty, pretty powerful. Um, and uh, what else did they upgrade? They put the center stage camera into it, which mm -hmm. I thought was an unexpected upgrade. I thought that was a pretty big upgrade for that very budget device. Like you look at the $600 iPad Air, Travis, that does not have center stage. And we're going to talk maybe about the whole iPad lineup in general, about like the value of, of what you should get. Um, and then the last upgrade, kind of an upgrade, and I think you'll agree with me here. 
they got rid of the 32 gigabyte model, which was, mm. it was the $329 model and everything else, even last year's iPad, even if they took last year's iPad with an A12 and put like 64 gigabytes in it, I think I'd go, oh, I recommend it highly because the, the hardest part about recommending that last iPad, even though it was a great deal, is the storage was so, so, not like 64 is a lot of storage, but 32 is very limited. So I was very happy to see that you can get the $329 model. It's 64. I have no problem recommending that to people. What do you think? Yeah, and you know, that value iPad is weird because there was always a good value behind it, but that was the one thing that kind of held it back. Um, and I mentioned in a video or something that when I, oh, I think I even did it here. Uh, when we first were talking about the iPad Pros and they came out with the center stage option, I was like, this doesn't make a lot of sense for the pro. It makes more sense for the consumer level of iPads because it's gonna be for FaceTime calls and stuff. So that a thousand percent makes sense to me. So I wasn't completely surprised when I saw it um, kind of pop up on these iPads because it made more sense. So to me, that's a feature that I think was always made for the consumer level um, iPads. Cause you know, it's gonna be the mom who's in the kitchen cooking, talking to the grandkids and it's like, oh, hey, and it's following you around and stuff. And it's a great feature. Um, the soft, the idea behind it is it takes an ultra wide lens and it just kind of crops the video as it moves around and tracks you. Um, it's it's a really great feature. I think it's awesome. the the value the, the fact that the iPad started at four ninety nine and then has come down to three twenty nine and you'll see it at two ninety nine from time to time. They made that the budget portion. Now, what's interesting is, uh, and I even had a conversation with a person today, but it's happened a couple times. People see the iPad Mini and think it's supposed to be less expensive. Uh, we'll probably talk about why that isn't, but just briefly, the 10.2 inch, the bigger one, is the less expensive of the two. To be clear, some people don't realize that. They think, oh, the mini's going to be cheaper because it's smaller. It's not. It's actually, weirdly, one of the most powerful iPads out there right now, which is just strange. Yeah. But if you're looking for something for your everyday use, uh, the iPad, even last year's was really good. This one's going to be tremendous. More storage, thank goodness. You have center stage and, of course, the A13 to give you support for many more years. Yeah, my biggest hangup with last year's model is like, like this iPad has kind of been in Apple's lineup for a little while now, and it's always been kind of like this really kind of like good value uh, when they put it to 329. But last year in particular, you know, they put the A12 in it. I think we both agreed like this thing's like ridiculously powerful for the price. But last year specifically, I was starting to go, it's still a great value. You'd prob but you probably should buy the 128 gigabyte model and then you're spending like upwards of like four over $400 and then you start to go, eh, okay, at that price, then you're starting to get into other iPad territory. So now that it is 64 gigabytes, um, yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait. I, I mean, I don't have the device. Maybe there's something wrong with it, but it's the same iPad I reviewed last year with an A13, more storage and center stage. I can only imagine it's going to be better. I, I, I'm pretty sure I can make some fair assumptions unless there's some catastrophic hardware failure I don't know about, but I can't wait to recommend this thing because, you know, when you talk about Apple products, it, a lot of the times there are, you know, you talk about iPhones, $800, $1,000, and it's like, ah, oh, they're too much money. When it comes to su stuff like the iPad, it is great that they have this lower cost option in the lineup that is very easy to recommend, and you get all the same features with iPad OS, like... We can talk about this in a bit. Like, you know, I get like the iPad Pro and the iPad Air. They look nice. They got some fancy features with it. But like when you really boil it down to like what is an iPad, how much iPad do you really need? It's like, yeah, like all the other stuff is kind of just like a premium nicety of spending a lot of money on it. But in terms of capabilities, 
A13 chip on this iPad, compare it directly against the iPad Air with the A14, you're not missing out on much if you go for this option. And I and, and I love it for that. I love that it's full power. Yeah, and I think you're going to see a lot of happy people when they get this. Um, and, you know, you do have Apple Pencil support. Yeah. Something that's sometimes forgotten about. You got the keyboard support um, that has the little, because it has the little docking uh, pins on it. It's a great, it's a great option. It is definitely an easy to say, hey, you want to try an iPad out? There you go. Boom. That's, that's, yeah. that's where you start. Um, but what I've been talking about for months, what I was hyped about, and man, oh man alive, I am still so hyped. <laughs> the return of the mini. I have been, ever since I first heard the rumor that there might be an upgraded or, or, or a new version of the iPad mini, I have been super hyped. I've talked about it on GadgetCast almost every week that we've talked about it. And when I saw it, I'm like, this is it. Let me go ahead and order this. Let me order it, please. Please let me order it. I'm so excited because quite frankly, the iPad mini has always been my favorite iPad. Despite the fact that I use my Pro for actual you know, use and I've had iPads before, the mini was always my favorite. And you know, when I see the comments um, on you know, some of the videos kind of being also excited, I'm, I'm cool, I'm excited for myself. But to see other people as excited as me is even more exciting because it makes you th no, makes it kind of validates how you you shouldn't let go to other people for validation. But I guess my point is it validates something that maybe Apple already knew. And there is a pent up hunger for a redesigned iPad mini. Now, I don't know how much the hunger is like, are they going to be able to sell a lot of these? I don't know. But I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to eat it up. I'm doing videos left, right and center on it. If you are a fan of that, of the iPad mini. Don't worry, we got you covered because the form factor is perfect. It is, to me, the perfect living room tablet, but it's also great to take on trips. Um, if you want to go somewhere and you want to read a book or watch a movie or something like that, maybe on a trip somewhere, it's everything about it is awesome. But what made it really weird to me is how pumped up it is. The fact that it has USB-C, the fact that it's um, an A15 just, that's in the same chip that's in the iPhone, and... The fact that it, um, oh, it has, of course, center stage as always. But I mean, uh, I'm blown away. I'm blown. I know, and I know people are gonna say you're hyping it up. I am. I don't care. I've been so excited for this, and the new look is great. I'm amped. I'm so amped. Yeah, I think this was for a lot of people as they came away from the event, like the star of the show. And I don't think people expected it to be. Uh, we've told you the rumors for a while, but it's another thing to kind of see it like in real life and to get the best possible outcome for this device, I think, because there was questions of like, is it going to have an A14 or is Apple just going to give us the latest chip? Well, they gave you the latest chip, right? So you're kind of excited, like for the first time ever in Apple's history of releasing their iPads, the mini is more powerful than the standard version like it doesn't make sense like it's it's crazy when you think about it that way like usually the mini in apple's history had the last year's chip it was actually like the weaker product whenever they would release it you always had some kind of compromise there this time it's just like hey we are going to put the latest chip in it uh you got the apple pencil 2 support and and you know people were looking at yeah. the, you know I have the old mini right here. People were kind of like looking at it going, is it too small to even fit the regular Apple Pencil? Well, they put like the volume buttons on the top now and oh, oh now it fits, the, you know, it's like the full size of the mini, but uh, it's the full Apple Pencil. So you don't have to go out and buy a new Apple Pencil. And 
I think that this device is such an interesting form factor. It's a it's a device you almost think, based on their history of the iPad Mini, they they have never updated the design of the iPad Mini since its inception. So it's kind of a device mm -hmm. you think they kind of forgot about, and they went, you know what, we tried that once, it was an interesting experiment, we'll keep it alive a little bit longer with some modern chips, but we're not really ever going to try to update it. And this year they gave it the update. It frankly deserved, because I am an iPad Mini fan, I've I bought in the last iPad mini just because I wanted the fresh chip in it. It's it's a very different experience to me from a full-size iPad. I don't know. There's something about it. It's so easy to pick up. It's so easy to just bring with you, kind of just leave it on like the coffee table, take it around with you, do some things on it. And it was getting stale. It was getting stale to this point where it's like, all right, why can't we just put this, make it a bigger screen, right? Like make it bezel-less, make it a bigger screen, keep it the same form factor, and they did it. And I am I'm hyped with you too. Did you get the purple option though? I gotta know. Did you get no. purple? No? I almost did. It was too no. it wasn't it wasn't a gadget cast purple. Oh, if it was, I would have gotten oh, it. Oh, I got but here's I the got thing. The purple. I can I don't have to worry about it because I can always get a D brand and it's make true. it, you know, that purple. Now, another thing, yeah, the Apple Pencil 2 support, which I have on my iPad Pro, I'm actually hyped about that, super amped about that. The fact that it's a stupid, incredibly powerful machine. I wish it was more than 64 gigs, but I'll leave, I'll, I'll say, okay, especially for $500, I think it should be 128. But the one thing that people kept saying in the comments, which I kind of agree with, is everyone's like, this would be the ultimate iPad, period, end of story, if it had 120 hertz. Okay, fair. At that, okay, but that thing would be like $700 or something like that. And that's the, who's buying a mini for $700, you know? They have to make the cuts somewhere, yeah. and there is a point to where like the iPad Air does exist in the lineup still. So depending on what yeah. their plans are for that, it maybe doesn't make as much sense. Uh, I hope this update, and again, I'm with you. I'd be curious to see how well it does. I actually try to gauge the popularity of each announcement by going on Apple's YouTube page and seeing mm -hmm. how many views each of their products mm -hmm. got. And mm -hmm. the last time I checked, the mini had more views than the Apple Watch Series 7. So to me, it mm -hmm. kind of goes... Maybe this is a very pent-up product that a lot of people will buy. Um, I, I do wish it was priced a little bit lower. I thought it would be yeah. $500 full stop. I told you guys that on GadgetCast like every time. I'm like, I think it's going to be like 500 bucks. Uh, I wish it was like 400 but it's whatever. I'll, I'll pay the extra $100 to get the modern design. I'm just glad they didn't abandon it. I want to see how this works. And if it's a popular product... I would eventually expect to get a, a 120 hertz iPad mini. You know, if there's if yep. there's if there's demand for it, Apple will upgrade it. They will put in more modern specs as it goes on. Maybe you'll see an iPad mini pro kind of device. I don't know. Well, it'll be interesting. Well, so one of the things and for people who don't understand, like why this is such a big deal, uh, it's one of the one of the most loved, but kind of. I don't even want to say, I almost want to say disrespected products by Apple because not only did it never get a design change from one to four, from two to three was a smack in the face because the only difference between the iPad mini two and three was iPad mini three had a touch ID sensor. That was it. They put that yes. on them like, that's good enough. That was an that was a complete smack in the face. Because uh, I, I remember having the two going, oh, I can't wait to see what the three is. It, almost like they didn't care about the mini. So the fact that this is getting kind of some love. I think that's why you're seeing the sentiment from people who really love the mini. It's like, it's the first time where you really feel like they cared about it again and are yeah. doing something interesting. And like you said, that one update was awful. It was this, they kept like the same, I think it was like an A8 chip in there. Like, you know, yeah. and uh, it was really starting to show its age and it just had touch ID. 
funnily enough, the last iPad mini was kind of like a big upgrade with the chip because they put like A12 in it and they gave it they gave it Apple Pencil support. The problem with that one, though, is that came out in a world where the $329 iPad existed and mm-hmm. they had the same design. So people just looked at the value perspective like, well, am I going to buy a 400 tablet that looks exactly the same as the 329 tablet and it's smaller? And it's like, well, no, most people are not going to do that. So the mini was in a really awkward spot in the lineup. But I do think it has um, almost like a cult following of fans. And I think they probably didn't update to that model in mass. So I I, want to see how this model does, uh, especially because we know that the, you know, the 12 mini for the iPhone wasn't successful. And it kind of feels like Apple uh, went into this strategy uh, for these future iPads and phones with a mini model in 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 all the lineups now. So I'll be interested to see if the iPad mini is a better success than the 12 mini or if this this is the death of the mini product lineup. I hope not. I mean, I think yeah. we won't we probably will not see an iPhone 14 mini, probably not. Uh, unless the 13 mini so. sells ridiculous, but I don't think we're going to see that. I think it's too late for that. I mentioned that in a video. Yeah. I was talking, if you guys want to watch my video, I talked all about the 13 mini. I actually said that We'll say this for later, actually. let's Remind me to talk about this, but uh, we'll okay. talk about minis later when we talk about iPhones because I have a good point to make there. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Uh, the uh, iPad mini, I think we're both really excited for it. We're going to yes. get ours on Friday, right? You're getting mm-hmm. day one. Yep. So we'll be able mm-hmm. to talk about that more uh, next week. Unless you have anything else to add? No, not really. Just um, it's it's the, of all the things that came out, it's the thing that excited me the most. So if you see a lot of content and pe- me hype beasting it on my channel, that's why. Because I legitimately, personally, am very excited for it. Yes, agreed. Um, okay, now let's get, <laughs> let's talk Apple Watch Series Seven. This might have been the worst, worst, worst in show at the event actually, which is funny because I think most people were coming into the show expecting this to be the best of show. People were expecting. Uh, a super redesign. We've been hearing about these leaks forever. Uh, not to not say anything bad about my friend John Prosser, but he was the you know first person to ever show us these leaks in like their full glory and like really nice looking renders. They were super detailed. People were getting hyped for this new Apple Watch, and they showed off the Series Seven, and it was not it. Right? It looked pretty much kind of like the other Apple Watches. Um, but it actually did get a design upgrade, just not in the way we were expecting because the displays got a lot bigger and the bezels around them are really reduced to the point that where if you're looking at the Apple Watch from the side now, you can actually like see things almost kind of like a waterfall display. Not quite, not quite like that, but almost that effect, like the bet, like the screen goes so much to the edge that if you're looking at it from the side, you can kind of like see details on the side. Um, I think me and you kind of had a similar reaction to this where we, you know, were you excited for that redesign at all? Like personally, no. like, no, right. The I, funny thing is I wasn't even closely watching the, I mean, I saw the, the Apple watch leaks, but yeah. when they showed it on stage, I actually was like, oh, that's cool. And I saw that the bigger screen, I actually liked it. Yeah. So because I had kind of forgotten that there was supposed to be a redesign, I was in the mindset of probably most people who don't watch leaks and stuff. I mean, I do watch leaks, but I just wasn't thinking about it. It was like, oh, that looks cool. It's a bigger screen, which A, I'm all about that life. Um, They're kind of showing that it's more rugged and all this other stuff. And I'm like, okay, cool. And the price is what it used to be. Okay, cool. 
Um, they did do a weird thing where they kept uh, what was it the series three? In, in yeah, do not buy do not buy the series three. I'm going to tell you in 2021, uh, it's a no go. At least get the SE. I think that's still whatever. It's 720. Spend the extra 79 dollars. You'll be you'll be happier <laughs> in a few years when your watch isn't like dead. Like the series three is so bad at this point that the Apple Watch updates are too big for the watch. It only has eight gigabytes of storage on there. And every time you have to update the Series 3, you have to reset it. So it takes yes. forever and your all your data that. gets yeah. wiped and you have to restore from a backup. It's a bad user experience. I think this is one of Apple's dumbest moves in recent history because the fact that they sell this product still means that it's not even that they still sell it. It's that they have to keep it alive in their software updates for another year after they sell. You know, I mean, it's holding the whole watch lineup back, in my opinion. Yeah, that was a weird move. I mean, we're going to talk about another thing they did as far as holding older products uh, in line, probably when we get to the iPhones. But this was one of the most universally kind of like everyone's like, why, why are we doing this to ourselves? It's funny you say that because I knew that I have an uh, Apple Watch Series 3 around here somewhere. I'm like, why do I have to keep? I, I can never do updates. It always wants me to reset. Like, I didn't, didn't realize that's why. I thought maybe I yes. had too much stuff on it or something. But it's totally, it's ridiculous. It's like, what the heck? So it's, based on what The John storage Proster is so said, low on the three that even if you had no store, nothing, like nothing else on it, you still have to wipe it every time. It's ridiculous. That's insane. Um, but for to counter what uh, what happened with the, the Apple Watch 7, uh, John Prosser says that uh, they were scrambling of that, that design was so problematic because we've been hearing about delays on the uh, Apple Watch 7 that this is a kind of hold in place version of the watch and did not actually exist a couple of months ago when all the other leaks were coming out and is more of a whoops we couldn't quite get it done let's show something else now is that true I don't know maybe um, hard to say but regardless of whether or not it is the Apple Watch Series 7 is what it is I mean you've seen it so that's what it is and uh, getting hyped up about something that is definitely not happening at this point is it's not going to help the situation. So the question is, what is the Apple Watch to buy right now, uh, dollar per dollar? I mean, is it last year's? Is it the six? Because they're the same processor, right, as the seven? Yeah. So, um, and there's a lot of conspiracy theories going around about the development. I don't know. It, it is a weird thing that it's not ready to go. Um, but at the same time, it. I don't know, based on like manufacturing line, seems like a super risky move to like have like this weird backup watch. To, I don't know. The whole thing's kind of weird. But um, yeah, they've done this before at the Apple Watch where the Series 4 came out and the Series 5 came out and they had the same exact processor, same exact one. Um, that's happening again this year. So maybe this is just the watch development cycle. We're so used to the phones getting a better processor every year that we think the watch is going to as well. But Apple has now shown us two different times when a subsequent model upgrade comes out that the processor stays the same, which might make sense when you start to think about it, because it's like, can they really do a watch speed improvement every year with that small processor? Or do they have to wait for it to be more efficient? Because battery life on these things is so important. And with the iPhones, they could kind of brute force it a little bit and give you a bigger battery if the processor is a little more power hungry. But the, with the watch, you really can't do that. These are such constrained devices. So mm -hmm. that just might be their strategy going for the watch. You know, th they've done this twice now to the point of where maybe we don't expect a speed upgrade every year. But that's fine. It's an Apple Watch. Uh, I have a Series 6. I think it's fast enough. You're not editing video on this. Like, as long as you can navigate everything, it loads up fast. Would we like a speed improvement? Sure, why not? But 
It's it's not a deal breaker, right? Even if the iPhone didn't get a speed improvement this year, would, would you realistically tell people, do not buy the iPhone because it did not get a speed improvement? I don't think so at this point. So um, I, I think this was a small upgrade, but I, I think... I think going forward, I think a lot of Apple Watch upgrades are going to be small. I think we're past the point of big upgrades on these devices because it's a smartwatch. What realistically can you add every year into this? It, you can't even, you don't even have the camera argument, right? There's no camera on a watch and you might not necessarily ever want to even put one on there. Um, I think actually though, when you're looking at upgrades year over year, I think you had a really good point and that, okay, the sides aren't flat. So what? Like, Hey, if you like the look of it, cool. But it, was that really going to change the way you ever used your Apple Watch? No, it's a completely cosmetic thing. Like, it doesn't matter. The bigger screen matters. The bigger screen matters. That's like a cool feature to have. It's like 20% more screen area. That's actually a bigger upgrade than just making the sides flat. So I think from that perspective, um, you could argue that the Series 5 was a smaller upgrade. And I think this, you know, it's a bigger screen. And it looks a little bit different from the other watches. So, I don't know. If you have like a Series 4 to a Series 6, maybe you don't. Maybe if you're on the Series 4, you upgrade because I don't think you had the always-on display then. But if you're on a right. Series 5, you're on a Series 6, you can wait another year. It's no problem. You don't have to upgrade your watch every year. And I don't think you should. Like, I don't think we should be in that mindset of like, I need to upgrade my watch every year. I feel like that is probably the, one of the most pointless purchases you can make. Don't follow your favorite tech YouTubers. They have to buy these products because uh, we have to cover them. But if I was an average customer, I would not be upgrading my watch every year. It just wouldn't happen. It's yeah. a huge no, waste of money. It's the one thing that you really don't have to worry it's about. It's an accessory. Um, it's an accessory yeah. to your phone. Remember that. It's yep. an accessory. Yep. A hundred percent. All right. Well, let's get into the meat of the potatoes because this is going to take a while. <laughs> this is going to take a minute. All the right. iPhone 13 and uh, the first iPhone 13 series of uh, watches or phone watches. The iPhone 13 series of phones and Pro series of phones. Lots to cover, not just the phones themselves and what we got, but also what we didn't get, and then some other things about what to buy, and of course the ranking of should you upgrade. There's a lot to unpack here, so we want to take the vast majority of the show today to do that. So first of all, Greg, let's just go with general overall impressions. Let's just talk about what we thought of the presentation in the phone itself. It's kind of what we thought it would be. What yeah. is your takeaway from this? Are we just going full lineup or should I just start with the 13? No, no, I just want you to, I just want you to talk about overall as a 13 as a series. And then if you have something specific about one of the specific phones, go ahead and go into it. But I just want your general feeling before we kind of dig in. Yeah. So uh, with the 13, I think my feelings are, I don't, so the regular 13 models, I feel like I have to separate them. I feel like, it's an interesting upgrade in the fact that I don't think much has changed on the regular 13 models from what we've already seen. But I do think that they got some important upgrades where um, the camera system in them is like the same from the 12 Pro Max, which had like an exclusive camera system. So it's like it's a pretty good upgrade for them. And uh, they got some like nice quality of life improvements. The not shrunk a little bit. I really don't care about that. Um, the batteries are probably the biggest takeaway where I think when we get into our upgrade discussion, I think that's going to be the most important consumer facing feature that these phones got to the point of where 
Um, with the 12, with the 13 mini, I think the battery life improvement, if Apple is correct here, and you know, we got to, this is marketing. We got to actually see if this is true. They now claim it's the same exact battery life as the regular size 12 that, uh, from last year. And if that's true, that means that the mini is a competent phone now in terms of battery life. And right now you should only, you should kind of decide based on form factor, which of these phones you want. And that could be enough to save the 13 mini as we were talking about before, um, the pro series, I think is a bigger upgrade than I thought it would be going into this event. And the more I think about it specifically, the, the 13 pro size, I think might be the iPhone of the year, uh, because it's no longer separated in features from the bigger model. It gets the same camera system. It gets a bigger battery, which should probably last around as long as the 12 pro max. And some of the camera features they showed off this year, I think are more impactful and possibly possibly more game-changing than they have been in the past two years. So what do you think, Travis? Yeah, overall, I mean, it was what we thought it would be, right? So th there's no surprises there. Um, they are really good. Well, there was a surprise. I mean, the cinematic mode was a surprise, not that it existed because we called it something else, but how cool it is. Yes. And how how amazing it looks now will it look that good in the hands of tech reviewers and stuff and even your common person we'll see as we'll see reviews come out this week uh from the youtubers that currently have iphone 13s right now um that surprised me but yeah i mean we kind of knew what we were getting i long before the the iphone 14 leak that uh john prosser did this past week I knew that this was pretty much, or at least I should say, I totally believe this is the last year we're going to see this design of the iPhone. Like it's it's time to, to redesign the outside. So the funny thing is like, first of all, what do you do besides what it's already been done? I don't even know what are the, it's almost like Apple only has to do a couple of things and then there's nothing else to do. You do always on display or whatever. And then you're pretty much like, okay, what is there to do in phones anymore? Like, I don't even know. Like if you were in charge of making the, the next smartphone, what's the next thing you do? I guess you start folding them, I guess. <laughs> but for me, I, like I'm, I'm, I'm okay with it. It is what it is. I expect it to be kind of not super exciting. I am interested to see 120 Hertz on an iPhone. Do you want to see that? Um, and you know, I'm looking forward to the battery improvements above everything. Like yes. to me, that is the big deal. Um, for me, it doesn't because I, I saw a battery drop, battery usage drop for me from the 11 Pro Max, which is an incredible phone, to the 12 Pro Max. I just saw less battery life. So to hear that the 13 Pro Max is going to be substantially more excites me because no matter what type of gimmicks or cool things your phone can do, if the battery is dead, you can't do none of them. So I'm that's the biggest thing. And the fact they were able to do it across all of the phones is really good, is really great. But for me, the Pro Max is just going to. I'm just excited. Can I get two and a half days out of it? Yeah, I I think that was the most important upgrade on and it's not it's not the sexiest upgrade, but really it is. Like the fact that every phone this year gets a battery life improvement. Uh 2.5 hours, again, if they're right about this, is a lot. That's a lot of screen on time to be getting. Um and then 1.5 hours from the mini, that turns it from a phone that, hey, I can't use this thing, it dies on me by the end of the day to Oh, I got home and it's alive. You know what I mean? Like maybe it's not yep. maybe it's not going to be the Pro Max in terms of like, oh, this thing can last forever, but if it can get you through a solid day, you'll look at the phone a lot differently. I know I will. Um and then the regular size phones getting the upgrades, it's going to put them kind of I think 
where the 12 Max was, which wasn't as good as the 11 Pro Max. I agree with that, but it was a fine battery. Like, you weren't going like, ah, I, this thing stinks. So um, I think that was super important. But I got to uh, bring it back to the cinematic mode because I see a lot of the comments in the chat that people were kind of surprised by that too. And based on the rumors, we we're expecting some sort of portrait video mode. And we got that in a way... And again, we still have to test these things out, but the what they showed off was a lot better than I thought it would be in the yes. way that it works. Yes. To the point of where Apple is capturing enough depth data that not only can you blur out the background, you can completely mess up your shot apparently and then take it in post. There's going to be like updates to Final Cut and iMovie and, and in the inbuilt photo editor app. And you can completely change the focus. I remember Travis did a video where he messed up his focus. It was like a huge video. You had like I Justine on, right? And you mess up the focus. Yep. Imagine if you could just go into post and go, oh, let me just tap on me. Yeah. Now I'm in focus. Amazing. That is amazing. That is one of the, like when we talk about computational photography and its advancements, if this works the way that Apple says it does, and that's a big if, this is another groundbreaking moment for computational photography. It does things better than a traditional camera can do. Fact, it's a fact that if it does that, mm -hmm. that is big because there's tons of times that I have personally messed up focus. Like I, I left it in like manual focus and I forgot to like change it. And I, I look at my video, I go, I got to reshoot the whole thing again. And if I could just have all that data and it's fully, I can fully manipulate it any way I want and I can change the focus points, that's huge. That is that is almost enough to make me go, okay, if the quality's good enough, why should I bother shooting on a big camera anymore? I, I wonder that. I wonder making. if in five years I will be using a big camera. Like, I wonder that. It made me wonder right. that. Well, they were showing that what people could do, professionals could do with it, um, that use big cameras. And imagine if, like, Apple made cameras like the like the yes. sony a7 III. like imagine if if apple just went we're just going to go hard into cameras and they kind of are but they're doing it on their phones and if it turns out that your phone can be darn near as good as a dslr or a mirrorless camera and you're getting really close except for the fact that you can do more because the computational stuff in it is absolutely insane um i mean you don't if you're not a video production guy you probably are not as interested in this but the fact that you can change focus after the fact is it's not, it wasn't even on my radar as a possibility. Yeah. That's how crazy it is. It wasn't even on most people's radar as a possibility, let alone a, oh, I would love to have that. Like who the heck even thinks that way? So I, I have to give them props on that. Cause that wasn't even, I didn't even realize that until after the show was over. Like, I'm like, oh, that yeah. looked really good. And they're like, oh, you can do it after the fact. I'm like, what? How is that possible? So when Apple goes after something, you got to take your hat off to them. They, they kind of do it in a way that no one else is doing. Because you look at what, you know, the Samsung version of that was, and it was very gimmicky. Like, it was cool when it first came out. I was like, oh, cool. I can make the background kind of black and white. It looks kind of cheesy, but okay, cool. This is like, oh, you want to make a movie? Here you go. Like, what? Like, yes. it's, it's not a gimmick. It's we don't know that for, for, for sure. But well, okay, based on what they've true. shown, it is not. it does not look like a gimmick. But I do want to go back to your point because I think it's such an important point. And you see this a lot with iPhone features. And sometimes sometimes people are right. When, when Apple finally put wireless charging on the iPhone and they act like they invented it, it's like, okay, guys, Android has had this for years. You don't get to gloat about this, right? Yeah. But there are a lot of features sometimes where Android's like, I did it first. 
I did yep. it first. We're, and yep. you'll get all the Android people going, well, Samsung's had depth of field on their video phones for years. Sure. And it they goes, have. well, no, they had it, but no one used it because it sucked or it right. wasn't good. Right. It was gimmicky. This looks, if it works the way it does, this looks like something people will use all the time. All the time. doesn't matter. Even, I know it's called cinematic mode, but just think about it. Think, you know, home video stuff, right? You're, you're recording your kids. And if the focus got messed up, you could yep. change the photo. Like, that's such a cool feature. It's almost like a magical feature. It's like, I tap this and it's in focus. After the fact, it's one of those things that you just think and you go, how is that even possible? How is that right. even possible? Yeah, and we'll see what happens is one of the things I've also been calling out videos lately is some of these features will be backwards compatible with existing phones. It's hard to know which ones. Uh, typically, it's ones that don't rely on the hardware that's on the newer phone, but it doesn't seem like anything they came out with specifically is related to the hardware of the phone because even the regular iPhone, so you would think it's LiDAR, but it's not because the regular base iPhone 13s get this as well. I I do think it must be a 15 chip base though. Maybe, and, maybe. And I say that for one reason. Why is that? Um, the way this, this, what they're doing takes a lot of calculation power because they are analyzing every frame. Yeah. To They're capturing all this data. And I would agree with you if this was already, I think the biggest problem, not necessarily a problem, because I don't even think most people would notice, but I think if you ask like a tech nerd, like what's the biggest problem with this feature is that it's not in 4K, it's in 1080. Yeah, So for this year. for Right, for this year. But that makes me think it is tied to the A15 chip. And right now, even with an A15, and you think of all the power that's in this chip and these GPU upgrades that they made, and it's still just 1080p. 1080, yeah. uh, 1080p at 30 even, so not even 60. And yep. it can't change to 20 frame. You can't do 24 frames per second, apparently, because the way uh, it interprets frames and everything. It's a very, mm. uh, I think, chip-heavy process to be doing. And if it was 4K, I would go, okay, why isn't there a 1080 mode on the A14? Sure. But I, th I, think, I think the chip is baked into the feature. You might be right about that. There are a lot of other kind of features that they showed that are almost yes. certainly going to make it backwards. But you're right. That might be now, one of the features that can't. Now, for something like ProRes, I feel like you could probably update that on the older phones. <laughs> you know, I like I don't see why that would be an A15 chip because that's kind of like it's just kind of like a video codec that's less compressed. So if anything, I think the chip would be doing less work, if that makes sense. Right. I'm not sure. I'm not I sure. I know, know. What, I know what you're yeah, getting at. Yeah, but I'm, I'm not, not sure I'm, if that's true. <laughs> maybe not. You know, I probably shouldn't talk about that. So I'm, I'm not. I'm not like a huge. Uh, like I use cameras. I love cameras. Uh, like technically, I'm not the biggest camera nerd. So I should probably ask someone else before I make a claim like that. Yeah, before we start making statements yeah, yeah. like that. Uh, but let's talk that. We yeah. can talk about that real quick. I think that yeah. one, and I think you probably agree with me here. We're, we're agreeing a lot this show. Um, I think that feature is nice for the people who can utilize it. Maybe a Jonathan Morrison can utilize mm -hmm. ProRes and he's going to make mm -hmm. a fantastic video with it and show you why it's great. I think if you are 99%, 99.9% of people watching this and you don't, if you don't know what ProRes is, you don't need it. You don't need right. it if you don't know what it is. Right. Um, one thing they did say, if you go to apple.com and then go to the specs of the iPhone 13 Max and Pro, Pro and Pro Max, you will see something listed there. So um, for, for clarification, it has a 3x time optical zoom, optical zoom being the better type of zoom. However, Apple's using some very slippery language on the website saying a 6x optical zoom range. Now, 
at first I thought it was a typo, but what they're actually saying is they're, they're doing some tricky math here because no other, I don't know of any other vendor that does it this way where they say it's a range and they talk about what it is. What they're saying is three times optical zoom in, two times optical zoom out, a, a six X optical zoom, it's a range, it's a range. Uh, okay. But that's that's a that's a little slippery for me. I, I don't appreciate that at all. There, I, I think that in and here's the thing: we are talking about how Apple doesn't have any competition; they don't have to worry about anyone else. But to me, that is a definitive thing that they've done because everyone else has a much longer and deeper zoom, like 10x, 15x, whatever. And Apple's is only three, so they make it a six range. So you're thinking, oh, it's six x, even though it isn't. I don't think they need to do that. I think if I was in charge of their marketing, it it's almost like they're trying to be with like the Joneses and they're not, you, you're not going to get six X. We know that technically grammatically it's correct, but no one looks at it like that. So they know what they're doing. You wouldn't put it there otherwise. So I wish that they wouldn't do that. And if it was me, I would take that down and put three X optical zoom and be done with it and be okay with that. Just weird. I, I don't want to throw, I don't want to say it's, I, I, I don't think they were the first ones to do this and I'll agree with you that it makes it, it's deceptive. I don't like it either. However, I do think Samsung was the first one to do the zoom range when they did their hundred X zoom. And I believe that was measured out from the ultra wide to the point of where it was really a 50 X if you did the thing correctly. Is that what it was? Because they're saying 106 zoom on the actual phone. I'll look on their on their website real quick while you're looking at it. I believe that's true. Like I believe when they first came out with that, they had like a zoom range thing, and I believe they they measure it the zoom range from the ultra wide. I believe that's the case, but it could either be. way, it doesn't matter. I agree with you that it's kind of deceptive in the fact that they're like six x when. It is a 3X, and in their presentation, they even call it 3X. So yeah. it's a 3X. You, you should measure it from the wide because the ultra-wide isn't the starting point. Right. But I'm with right. you. I, I, yeah. I, I agree. It's it's not You're not going to get a 6X zoom range on it. Yeah, it's, so let's just... It's barely it's unnecessary. Gonna, it's unnecessary. Yeah, it's barely going to be a difference between the 2.5X on the max. Like, it's not going to be crazy. All right, so this says zoom. So let's see. Uh, two super resolution zoom includes digital zoom, which may so they're saying, but it, yeah, so they're but they don't say optical zoom. It just says zoom. Yeah. So no, it's 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 and and that's deceptive too in a way because yeah. it's not a hundred x zoom. Like from Apple standpoint, they could market their phone as being a fifteen x zoom, which would sure, be yeah, yeah. highly, highly, highly. Uh, inaccurate because that's using a digital zoom now. And if you if you zoom into 15 on your iPhone, your photo is going to look awful. <laughs> like it's, right, it's going to yeah. look really bad. But I, yeah, we don't have to go back and look at the Galaxy yeah, phones. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it's whatever. Um, yeah. Apple shouldn't be doing it. I agree with Travis on this. I don't think any so company should do that. Let, let's talk about, um, before we get into upgrades, which we should do next, let's talk about um, the phone lineup that exists now on Apple's site uh, from the new phones. And a video that I just put out to today, because remember, I've done so many, I've lost track of which phones, went out, <laughs> what videos went out when. So right now in the current lineup for uh, Apple is the Apple, I, the iPhone SE, the iPhone 11, the iPhone 12, and then of course the iPhone 13 and 13 Pro series of phones. 
And when we look at these and we do like a comparison, we'll see some, um, some pricing that we've always wanted from Apple where it goes from kind of low to high, but there becomes this monkey in the middle. Um, Greg and I talked about this in DMs before I made my video. And, um, I, I realized before I talked to him and then he, he brought another point, which I didn't even think of is that there's this, okay, first of all, iPhone 11 at $500, damn good deal. Damn good deal. Right. Um, yeah. I, I think it's, it's not cutting edge anymore. It's got an LCD screen, but it's such a good phone. I, I think it wasn't one. Yeah. It's, it's, pro it's basically like, I think the 11 is when all the features in a way kind of peaked. <clears throat> To where it was like you got like the night mode, you got the ultra right. wide, and it's not. Listen, it's not the cutting edge. It doesn't have OLED. It has LCD. But I would call it like, I would call the 11 the most practical phone you could buy from them. It's like, yep. listen, you need a phone, speed wise, camera camera wise. This might be like the only phone you need if you're really not kidding. You're, if you're not getting distracted by the bells and whistles, like it's a very practical phone at five hundred dollars. Yep. Now from there, now let's not forget. And this is the thing that Greg had pointed out to me, 64 gigs of storage. So that actually becomes really important or mm -hmm. well, the, the iPhone 11, but that becomes very important. The iPhone 12, 699. We're not talking about the mini. We're just talking about the 12. So if you, I, I put this into two different groups of people, someone who's willing to spend 500 and someone who's spending a little bit more 500 for the iPhone 11 group. I think that's a group of people and you're done. When you get to the point where you're like, well, let me look at the iPhone 12, it's a little bit cheaper, $700, I wanna get that, and realize that the iPhone 13 is only a hop, skip, and a jump away, $100 difference, which if you're doing it over payments is somewhere about two to $3 a month, then the iPhone 12 makes no sense. But to Greg's point, it makes even less sense because the starting storage of the iPhone 12 is 64 gigs. So if you really wanna compare apples to apples, you have to get the 64 gig version of the iPhone 12, which is now a $50 difference. And in this case, in my opinion, the 12 is completely pointless. Yes. Um, and I feel bad about this in a way, because before the event <clears throat> came out, I made a video called wait for the iPhone 12. Don't buy the 13, wait for the 12. And I made that video actually when people were saying, I don't think the 12 is going to be in the lineup. They're going to get rid of it because it's too similar to the 13. And I provided like all this evidence of why they would keep it in the lineup. And I, I was really proud of that video for the evidence I did because I predicted the entire lineup. However, I did not anticipate Apple to bump the storage up for the normal phones this year to 128 gigabytes. I really... That felt uh, that going by Apple's playbook, I was expecting a 64 gigabyte normal iPhone 13 this year, and they didn't do that. And what happened is, you know, you look on paper and you look at the 12s and you look at the upgrades from the 13s and you go, okay, you know, the 13s maybe aren't a big upgrade. It looks kind of very similar to the 12. Let me save a hundred bucks on the 12. And before the event, I, I that's what I recommended. I'm like, if you really don't care about these upgrades, get the 12. But then you look at the storage. And you realize that you're only paying $50 more for the 13 because if you if you upgrade the storage on the 12 from 64 to 128, it's a $50 upgrade. So the real difference between the 12 and the 13 is $50. And for $50 more with the longer battery life, especially just by that metric, the 12 is a really bad value in the lineup. You should not buy it, I think. I yeah, and... 
I really and there's don't even think more reasons. That. I mean, there's other reasons too. Like you don't get cinematic mode if you care about that. The fact that you get the A15, but by and, and the, but the, to me, the battery the life battery, is like everything. Yeah, the like battery I, life is. I just can everything. make an argument for like, okay, the A14's fast. The a, you know, I mean, the battery life improvements, like especially on the mini, like even like the mini, it's like, oh, that's five ninety nine. Like that's a good deal, right? And it's like. Yeah, you pay fifty dollars more, and your battery life's one point five hours longer. Like it's gonna be a it's gonna be a way better product. It's really it really in every single kind of way that I looked at it, that made no the twelve made no sense. Yeah, and it, the way what really kind of sealed the deal for me is when I went to some websites, uh, some carriers, and was wondering like what the month to month payment plan would be. And when it was two dollars, I mean a hundred dollars, you go well if you have to pay it all up front. Some people don't have a hundred dollars, and I respect yeah. that. But a lot of people who don't have the hundred dollars are doing it on payment plans. And when I looked at that and it was two dollars difference, I'm like, well, uh, yeah, don't do it, don't do it. It's crazy. Yeah, you should and just go up. Listen, the only way I, and. I'll, I'll play devil's advocate. The only way I could make the argument for getting a 12 or a 12 mini is if you looked at your phone right now and you looked at your storage and you went, I'm only using 20 gigabytes of storage. I have 40 gigabytes left. Okay. If that's you and you're like, I want to save a hundred dollars. I get it. Like, Hey, a hundred dollars is a hundred dollars. If you're not going to be using the extra storage, that is a wasted feature. However, I look at, I, you know, I try and use my mom as an example, as like an average everyday user. And I check up with her and I looked at her 128 gigabyte iPhone 10R recently, and it had 10 gigabytes of storage left. So I like to, she has no iCloud photo plan or anything like that. So I try and gauge my mom as like an average user, takes an average amount of pictures, right? Um, and she had 10 gigabytes of storage left. So I'm guessing most people are kind of maybe in a similar situation at this point where, uh, especially, and, and I'll make the argument that the phones last forever now, that if you buy a 13, uh, if you want to keep this phone for the next five years, you know, barring it, it doesn't get damaged or anything like that, you can do that. And if you have 128, you can grow comfortably into those five years where if you have 64, you know, on year two, even if you have 40 gigabytes left now with all the videos and photos we take on a daily basis now, you might be like, why didn't I just spend the $50 more? Why didn't I do that? So, oh, you're muted. It's just the recommendation from both of us at the end of the yes. day. Like, just don't do it to yourself. I even said in my, I even threatened people in my video that I would come to their house and throw it away if they went and bought one. So, um, yeah, just would, let, let's, you know, the 12 just doesn't make sense anymore. I'd it's also weird. like to make another point uh, looking at this entire lineup. And I would also say, uh, we kind of skipped over this before. I would definitely say do not buy the iPhone SE anymore. I would also say mm. spending $100 on the 11, um, I think you get a much better phone out of that if, and that's entirely dependent on, I know there's some people that actually get the SE, strangely enough, a lot of older people who like the button design, they can't get used to like the new designs. And I get that if you're used to something, you're more comfortable with it. Uh, but I think for most people, $100 more for the 11, uh, you get a bigger screen, which I think is more popular now. You get way longer battery life on the 11, like way longer. Uh, you get an ultra wide camera. So you get the modern design, you get face ID. Uh, you know, the SE was a good value when it came out, but I think if you want, if you want a better phone for a hundred dollars more, I think the 11 is an easy choice to make. Yeah, no personal, doubt about that. Um, I, I think there was just some people that really liked that form factor and it was an interesting yes, throwback, yes, yes. Yeah, but I just, yeah, I think it's, it's time has passed. Yeah. I, th I think if you're buying today, like you bought it at launch, don't feel bad. Like it's whatever. You know, if you like the phone, you like the phone, but mm -hmm. today, if you're going yeah. in, 
I think um, you really have to think about it. And if it's mm. a price thing, if it's a price thing, I think if you spend an extra $100, or as Travis is saying, an extra $2 a month on your payment plan, I think you walk away with a better phone. And uh, because of the battery, I think you get an extra two years out of it, you know? All right. Well, that brings us to the upgrade. Uh, All right. Let's like, do this. Yeah. yeah. Hold on. Uh, let me share my screen. Yep. So now the, the question isn't so much you buying one new or whatever. If you have a phone, when should you buy? When should you upgrade it? And we have here, if you're going to have to watch this on uh, YouTube. Yes. So make sure if you're Come listening to the, to the YouTube audio channel, podcast, there'll be a link yeah. in the podcast description. We have yes. more audio listeners than YouTube viewers. For this, for this portion, I would highly recommend pausing and coming to YouTube. How about that? Mm -hmm. I'm going to recommend you yeah, pause you and go. go to YouTube. Look at that. And finish it out on YouTube. That's, That's right. right. Um, all right. So I have some rules for this tier list. because Okay. We're, we're, this is an upgrade tier list. We're not grading what the iPhone is. And we could do that one stream. I actually thought that'd be fun. Historically ranking the iPhones from, from S tier to D tier. Um, mm -hmm. What we're doing is telling you if you should upgrade. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm going to cut off phones from this list because this goes all the way back to the original. We're going to end it at the six over here. Everything else is we're not covering. We're not going to talk about the 5S to the original iPhone. Like, if you have that, you should upgrade, right? You, don't, you shouldn't own those phones anymore, <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> they don't get the latest updates. Like, it's, it's pointless to talk about. Obviously, we're going to tell you you should probably upgrade from a 5S, right? You agree yeah, with I would that? hope. Yeah. You know, what about so the 2G? No, we're not. About the no, don't, don't do that. Don't do that to yourself. Yeah, this is just a standard iPhone that's ever came out. So we're not going to cover this bottom list, but we're going to cover everything on the top list. Okay. And we're going to rank them. So it's just going to be a ranking system of to up, you know, it's S to D, but you, I put parentheses upgrade now, upgrade, maybe upgrade, don't upgrade. You're a fool if you upgrade this phone. Why are you upgrading right. this phone? You're a darn fool. What are you doing? That's right. You're wasting that's your right. money. All right, so, um, and we're going to talk about this, so it's going to be a little bit of discussion with each one. We're going to start from the top, though. Okay. Travis, the 12 Pro. Should people upgrade from the 12 Pro to the Don't, 13 you're Pro? You're a fool. You're right. a fool if you do that. Or think, you're one of us. I think this is an easy one. I'm going to agree with you. I think... Or uh, you're, you're a tech YouTuber or something like that. <laughs> I think you're a fool to upgrade. I'm going to include tech YouTubers. Like, if, you you're, if you're not covering this phone... I mean, yeah. personally, I'm a fool. I'm upgrading to this over a year. My 12 Pro is still perfectly fine. Has a good battery. Cameras are excellent on it. Uh, very same design. There's no reason to upgrade. If you are watching this, you have a 12 Pro. Do not feel bad. You should wait for the 14. You're a fool if yep. you upgrade from this. You are a fool. All right. This is going to be interesting. All right. The 12. What do you think? All right, so the 12 to the, to like to the 13. So we yes, literally just talked about this, except for the fact that we were talking about someone buying into it. I Now, 12 to 13 Pro is maybe a different conversation than a 12 mm, to, a, tw to exactly, a 13. Exactly, exactly. So... Also, also, I feel like... Here's my argument. And we have to take the whole lineup. These aren't separated into, like, plus phones, too, which is kind of a little difficult. Um, I think if you got the 12 Mini this year, and you love the 12 Mini, you love mm -hmm. it... You love the 12 mini so much. I could make the argument that maybe, maybe because this 13 mini might be the last mini ever made and you want to keep this phone for the next five years. I could say maybe you should upgrade to the 13 mini. How do you feel about that? I agree. Just battery alone. Battery yes. alone. And so here's, here's a thought. Now, let's not forget that not just... Not just, okay, Miss Tech Fans says she has 11 Pro Max. By the way, if I was not a tech YouTuber, I would have kept my 11 Pro mm -hmm, Max. Mm -hmm. the, it was one of my favorite iPhones I've ever had. The battery life is incredible. I totally agree with you. But we'll get to that phone later. Um, 
Here's the question, because there are incredible trade-in deals right now. Do we take that into consideration or not? Sure. Why not? Why okay. not? So for the mini, I agree with you. 13, 12 mini to 13 mini, the biggest deal isn't even the camera stuff. It's the battery life. I, I, mm -hmm. I think you just do that. I think you put the mini on there. Um, I would say upgrade rather than upgrade now. because Or maybe upgrade. I would say I, maybe, because no, we have to consider the regular 12 too, right? Right. So and, so, and hey, maybe if you have a 13 mini and you're like, what are they talking about? Battery life problems. I, I end the day with 20% because I'm not on okay. my phone 24-7 like these maniacs. Fair. So, fair. I think That's if fair. you have a 12, I think it's a maybe. And that might surprise people because I think a lot of people are going to say, you're going to put on you're a fool because it's the last phone. But I think it's a maybe. Okay. I'm, I'm in with that. You with Let's that? Let's go maybe there. That's for the mini, right? It's for both. 12 and 12. Oh, well, wait. So 12 so going to 13? It. Yes. Let's see. The trade-in deal right now, if you, let's say, for example... And, and again, here's my argument for the 12, even though I think the mini is a stronger argument. The 12, the mini got 1.5 hours of extra battery life. The 12 gets 2.5 hours of extra battery life. The same camera system minus the telephoto as the 12 Pro Max. Those are pretty big upgrades, plus the cinematic mode. I think it's a strong maybe. All right, so here's here's what happens. From a monetary standpoint... Without additional like um, trade-in deals by your carrier, which some of those apply, right now, if you were to trade it in at apple.com, you'll get $530 for your, app, your iPhone 12. Now, you probably could sell it for more, but maybe you don't want to deal with that. So 530 minus the um, uh, 799 makes it like 200 bucks for the upgrade. That's not bad. Now, it's mm -hmm. one year later, and I could... It's a maybe. I, I feel bad saying that this is the year you go from a 12 to like that almost seems silly, but it, there hey, are reasons. It's, the, it's the silly, battery life isn't. but I'm telling you, I, again, we can't separate into this mini. Unfortunately, right. if you want to say in your head from the 12, don't it's a don't upgrade. Not even you're a fool. It's a don't upgrade. And the 12 mini is an upgrade. We could say that definitively, but for this, we do have to rank it. And I'm just yeah. going to say, I'll say maybe I'm in with that, but just I'm because of the battery the life, just because yeah. of the battery life. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. All right. All right. And, and, and because it's probably the last mini. And if you love that phone and you want to keep it for the next five years, and I get that, I really love the mini's form factor. It's mm -hmm. why like this year, I, I, last year I got like a ton of iPhones this year. I wanted to just get like one, but I was like, I want the mini in my personal collection. I'm trading in. I, I trade it in my 12 mini for a 13 mini because I wanted oh. it in my collection. So interesting. That's how okay. I that's how I did that. All right. This one's going to be controversial, I think. iPhone SE 2020. For a mini, I, maybe. I say yes, because the battery on the mini was or the SE was pretty bad. Yeah, I so I, I think we could either put this into the maybe or the upgrade, but I wouldn't tell people not to upgrade. Like, I think if you got right. an SE and you're like using it and you're like, man, the battery on this isn't good. Uh, it, you know, I want the mod, I, the mini's out now, right? When the SE came out, the mini wasn't a thing. And you're looking at the mini, you're like, ooh, I love a small phone, uh, but it has a modern design and the screen's actually way bigger. I, yeah, I think it's maybe an upgrade or, or, or maybe. I don't know. That's what I'm Personally, I think that most people that use the SE, at this point, you got to remember also there's a lot of cycles on that battery. It's probably even worse. Yes. I'm, I think it's a. I think it's an upgrade. I don't okay. even think it's a maybe. I'm I think go it's with an you. upgrade. I'm going to go with you. I'm yeah. going with upgrade. Yeah. Let's do I it. think it's an actual upgrade. Yeah. Look at this. All right. We have to compromise. This one's going to be interesting. 11 Pro. So, I think. This listen, is going to be a weird one. This is going to be go weird. Pro, I agree. Pro, if you're going to say 11 Pro Pro Max, I'm going to say no. Yeah, no. Which yeah, is yeah, weird. 11, 11 Pro Pro Max, I think it's a do I think it's a don't upgrade. I don't it's think so you should upgrade weird. this phone. It's a good phone. 
It is better than the 12 in battery life by a lot. Yes, it is. It's a great phone. I don't think you should upgrade if you have an 11 Pro. And you also, and you have to take this into consideration too, you also spent a lot more money to get that phone. So it should kind of hold its value longer than the cheaper 12, which is what it did because it had the better battery life. It had um, some better camera features like a zoom. So So in a weird way, it holds its value longer. And like Travis said earlier in the show, I, th- I believe the 11 Pro Max has a better battery than the uh, 12 Pro Max. And I'm, I'm pretty sure the 11 Pro, even though I didn't use it, I believe that did have a better battery than the uh, 12 Pro. Yes, I, I agree. And you know what? I'm actually going to take, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm actually going to take this entire thing and I'm putting it as a video on my YouTube channel today. Look at this. All right. Because I think this is interesting. It's good. Um, yeah. So, okay. So next up, what do we got? So you wouldn't call someone a fool, right? You would just say, don't upgrade. I, I would say no, don't upgrade. I know that's so don't weird upgrade. as we just right. said the yeah, 12s, no. maybe. No, then that's, ele- why, it, that's why when I was looking at this, I was like, oh, is this going to be stupid? Like, we're just going to tell people that the new phones don't. But uh, the more I thought about it, I'm like, okay, it's actually interesting. This is interesting. Yeah, it really is. It really is. What about right. the 11? So here's the interesting thing. That's a That's a phone that I think the people who bought it, bought it with an expectation and it was met. And one of the biggest things you got from that was battery life and night mode. Generally mm-hmm. speaking, there were some other things. You also got the wide um, ultra, the ultra wide for the first time on kind of the base model. And they would definitely see a difference. But if I put myself in the mindset of an iPhone 11 user, they're probably still super happy with it right now. And while I can definitely tell you that, yeah, you're going to see a difference. Now, are we talking about, do you think they would go to the Pro or are you talking about just a 12? Do you think they would go to 13? Do you think they would go just the base 13? Uh, that's the thing. Yeah, I, I guess we kind of have to judge it from that perspective, right? If they were a normal iPhone user before, they're probably a, a normal iPhone user You assume now. that. Yeah, just for price. Assume. Okay, so let's look at what the trade-in is on Apple's website and let's see what kind of deal you can get. So if you got it, you're going for an iPhone 13, you have an 11, um, which has LCD. Let's remember it's LCD, it's 4G. So you're gaining 5G. There's another reason perhaps to go. We didn't we didn't talk about this on the 11 Pro, but we also mm-hmm. know that it's not a huge deal. You don't see a lot of difference. Yeah, honestly, I, at this point, I know the, the, the 13s are supposed to have better 5G. Maybe that'll change my opinion. But based on my 5G usage with the uh, 12, I don't think I would recommend people upgrade for 5G. It just really has impacted me. Generally speaking, no. So let's say we're going to go for the iPhone 11. You can get up to $340 for your trade-in. You can definitely sell it for more than that. But again, if you don't want to go through the hassle, Apple will give you $340 trade-in, which will bring your price down to, you know, what is it, uh, $800 plus that? That's about a little bit about $500. This might be controversial, and and this is weird too. I kind of I kind of like to talk about this sometimes. You know, there's like a problem that some people have with like OLED displays, and they get headaches from them. It's the way that they do the refresh rates. It flickers the brightness and stuff like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I have had people in my comment section talk about this. They can't use OLED phones because they get headaches. They they actually they actually have to use an LCD phone, which is going to be interesting as these come out of the lineup. I wonder if there's going to be a suitable replacement for these people. Or, or something's going to have to happen. It's kind of weird. Um, yeah. I almost feel, and maybe this is controversial, it could be maybe an upgrade. I almost feel like the 11 might be a don't upgrade based on the trade-in value and everything mm. else we considered. Mm-hmm. And that would be controversial because we put the 12 as a maybe upgrade and people are going to look at us like we're stupid. <laughs> I, I'm going to say maybe because there you is... You want to do maybe? I want to say maybe because right, I me, can see your on, point. Hold on. 
I can see. Your I think point. we're divided here. I think it'd be cool <laughs> if the chat would tell us. Yeah, yeah, if it's yeah. A B or a C. If we can get that real quick in the chat, if yeah. we can get, let us know B or C real quick. Just write B or C, and then we can, we'll let you yep. guys help us out here. That way we'll know, and we'll just start counting them up and see what goes on. All right, chats are coming in. Uh, let's see, mini LED. Rel- oh, yeah, I forgot about there's yeah, but that's that's yeah, we're not yet. Don't upgrade is for one. For Rusty no. says that. Um, what else we got? Might, oh, oh, C, we got a bunch. Oh, a bunch of them. B, don't, don't, don't. C. Oh, look C, at this. <laughs> maybe upgrade. Maybe upgrade. Don't. Yo. I think we got more Bs than I than think Cs. the Bs have it, but it was, it was more divided than I thought. B, all right. We'll put that all in the maybe, right? All right, cool, cool. That makes sense. <laughs> that makes sense. All right. All right, here we go. These are harder, I think. iPhone right. XS. I think... This phone, out of all of them, this is going to be controversial based on what I based on what I say here. I think the 10s you should upgrade from. Yes. Now, funny you say this. I literally had a conversation with a guy today who watches my videos. Uh, I met, I saw him at church, and he was telling me about uh, how he he has a 10s and is going to the 13, and he's super excited. Uh, one of the reasons is the battery life because yes. I harped on that so much. And a 10s at this point, the battery life is going to be is going to it's going to you're going to have some problems. Because the amount of cycles you will have on that phone by now, I don't know what the battery health is going to be on that thing. Plus the camera improvements, you're definitely going to see a difference. So 10, 100% yes. 10S, I'm telling you, you know, it's not, would you put it in upgrade now or an upgrade? I would say you could upgrade now because you're not going to get much for the trade-in um, right now. I think maybe we should put an upgrade because I don't, it's so hard to me. Every, yeah. Well, cause you know what I was saying before is everything 10 below is upgrade now. So you're probably right. Upgrade is what I put there. I put an upgrade. Uh, like Travis said, the battery on this phone wasn't even the greatest when it came out, especially on the regular size model, maybe the max, you got more battery life out of it, but it lacks night mode. And that to me yeah. is you got to upgrade from the 10 S. Yep. Now, here's where it gets interesting, because you would think with an iPhone XR, we would have the same exact complaint as the XS. However, you have to remember that the XR was the most successful iPhone. Uh, It outsold the XS, which surprised a lot of people, because the battery life was actually a lot better in the XR. Believe Mm. it or not, the XR had the best battery life out of any iPhone when it was released. Better than the Max version, which is crazy to think about. Which makes me think that it's a maybe upgrade. I know people who have a XR, and I talked to them, and I said, are you upgrading to a, a 13 this year? And they said, no, my phone is fine, the battery life is great, the camera is good. I think the XR is a maybe based on that. It is not an upgrade. So you have to think about the mindset of the people who bought it. I personally would tell someone with a 10R to upgrade it now because the value is not going to go any higher. It's never going to mm. keep going down. And the things you will see different, you will definitely see. Because um, you don't even get night mode on a 10R, right? You don't. You don't. But So I, I just think people, I think they're going to, but I said, well, let me let me finish. So while I would tell someone you should upgrade, I think people who bought the 10R are of a certain mindset of value. And they're going to ride this thing till the wheels fall off. Yes. So I don't think they're going to. I'm going to say maybe. Because I think, yeah. I would tell them yes, but I also need to be sensitive to 
the sensibilities of that person and how much they were willing to pay and all that the, other stuff. Because you remember the, when the, the 10Rs came out. The person who bought the 10R is a different customer than the 10S. Yes. The 10S person spent $1,000 to get the latest tech. The 10R person made the decision to get a $750 phone because they value their money. And, and, and if the 10R had the same battery life as the 10S, I would say go upgrade. But because you're not going to be running into those issues with the 10R, if you spend the $70 on a battery replacement or something like that at this point, I think that's probably, uh, I think it's a good idea to do. Um, so I'm with you. I, or I think, I think if it was us, we would say upgrade obviously, but taking into the account, the 10 R market, I think it's a maybe, which is interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. And, yeah. Let's do that. Cause, it, cause we have to understand this is a ranking system yeah. and to put the 10 R at the same level as the 10 S I think would be wrong to do. For yes. an upgrade. Because I think the 10R held up better than the 10S, which is based only on the battery life. And that is really weird to say to me. Like, it is weird. Like, that is, the phone held up better. But you, you also think have about to think it. about the people that bought it. And, the, and, you know, their use cases, they're not tech heads. They just want the thing to work and not have to charge it halfway through the day. You know what I mean? Okay. iPhone 10. I think everything from this point forward is upgrade now. I think everything from this point forward. Personally. I could make an argument, but I think actually out of all of them, the 10 is definitely an upgrade now. I don't think that's a controversial statement to make. Um, the 8 is the only one I think on this list that maybe... I loved the 8. I think I told you the 8 Plus when I did the yeah. Amazon Renewed video was one of my favorite iPhones I ever played with, I ever used. So, so However, again... again I wanna I do want to take the sensibility of the market here, like we did with the 10R. And I do want to say that there are customers who bought an 8 because they saw the 10 and they didn't like the design of it. And they want it like the home button and everything. And while you could tell those people to upgrade to an SE, I don't know if the SE was a big enough upgrade. No, and no, no. also we have to consider there is an 8 Plus, which had like a better battery. And it's kind of the only phone that I would argue maybe belongs in the upgrade spot rather than upgrade now. But okay, I, I you feel know, like I I don't know. There's a good point here to Gwendolyn in the chat brings up. You can replace. You can go an Apple Store and replace for pretty inexpensive the battery yeah. and be kind of right back where you were. And in that case, fair. And she says her friend refuses the upgrade because of the home button. Now that's yes. only going to last so much longer. So this is a good time to jump off. But if you're hardcore, I need the button, the, 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 you know, the home button fan and you don't care about the bezels, then fair, put it in upgrade. I just think anything under 10 should be upgrade now, but I can also understand that some people have held on to the sevens and eights, uh, because of that, that, that reason. The only reason I put this into the category is because I think like, I think maybe if you had the eight, it's probably an upgrade now. I do think someone with an, and this is the hard part because it's not separated out to plus lineups. I do think someone with a plus based on what we said might actually still be fine with that phone because the pluses had better batteries. And again, if you have the home button and stuff, maybe, maybe you don't want to upgrade, but you're right that they have to jump off eventually. I don't know. I think that now's the time, but, um, you know, listen, tell what do you us, want to do? leave us a comment. I think you, I think you put it, I think at least, I think you put it upgrade now, but if you're feeling some kind of way about it, put it in upgrade with we'll, the very least say that that's okay. I, uh, you know what? Let's 
Chat, I'm going to leave this here for a second because I think we could just go through the other ones really quickly. Uh, let us know real quick. Put S or A in the chat and we'll, we'll let that determine it again. Just put S or A real quick. That's upgrade now. Upgrade. We'll grade it like that. Yep. Uh, seven. That's an upgrade now, right? Like, yep. yep. Mm -hmm. And yeah, 6S. That's yep. totally an upgrade now. It's funny. Every phone I put in this category, I believe, can still get iOS 15 too, which I which thought Which is crazy to think about. Yeah. Crazy to do. SE. Um, I kind of want to talk about this real quick. I think if you're an SE owner and you still own this phone, which I do think there are actually people out there. Um, I, this is an upgrade now, but I do want to say if you own this phone, you need to upgrade to the mini because if you love mm. this phone, you are going to love the mini. It is almost the same size and it has a bigger display and believe it or not, it has a better battery life than this phone. This phone, like, talk about battery life. I used this phone in, like, 2020 as, like, an experiment. I think I got, like, two hours of screen on time on, like, oh a God. modern. It was awful. So, oh, my God. Did we get a consensus on uh, the 8? Yes. Um, so we have, actually, we have more A's than S's. No, we oh, have, it's about even. It's about even. But, yeah, S, S I'm going to give it to the S. S's. It's S? Yep. All right. Up there, um, six. <laughs> I feel like this needs like its own special category. If you have a six, get rid. That that's the only phone in my list that I included because it was so popular. But it, I think that's the one that does not get iOS 15. Oh yeah, yeah. So and the six was really RAM constrained. It's mm -hmm. a garbage phone nowadays. Yeah, there's a lot of problems. Great. But hey, it was a fun yeah. list. Obviously, yeah. some of them some of them were gonna be upgrade now i think at the end we kind of maybe we should have cut off a little bit earlier but it's whatever i think the controversial ones we had to go through were fun to talk about because i think those are the people that probably needed the advice the most yep and uh it is an interesting list it is an interesting list i like this i love that that was fun we should definitely do that again anytime yeah. we have one of these and uh totally it makes easier content for me because now i can upload a video and i don't really have to do anything because <laughs> we could do this it. once a year we could do yeah. the ipad list yes we well yeah that's probably next um yeah all right well uh i hope you enjoyed it of course if you're listening to the audio podcast leave us a review and definitely come to the youtube channel to look at that list uh we did a little visual thing there so you'll enjoy that um and of course all the links are in the show notes for our channels and all the other cool things that are going on on gadgetcast anything else uh great before we go uh I don't know. Yes, just stay tuned because uh, we're going to have a ton of coverage, I believe, on all of our channels mm -hmm. and stuff like that. We'll be back again yep. next week with uh, yep. even more to talk about because we we'll actually have the devices and stuff like that. So that'll be that'll be a show you don't want to miss. And uh, make sure you leave us a rating review. If you like the tier list stuff, let us know on Apple Podcasts. Leave a review. Be yeah. like, I love the tier list. Why don't you guys do this all the time? That was fun. Yeah. I would do it again. 100%. Mm -hmm. All right, everybody. We'll see you next time. Oh. I accidentally hit record rather than the audio thing, so you'll have two files from me. All right, so <laughs> he's Greg. I'm Travis the Gadget Cat. <laughs>